0: Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, and they're now offering a free seven day trial at tryfight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a thousand hours of live action every year, and a library of more than 4,000 hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's TryFight.com. T-R-Y-F-I-T-E dot com.
1: The recognized symbol of excellence in
0: sports entertainment... Hey, hey! it's Conrad Thompson and you're listening to my world. And of course we couldn't do it without the hall of famer, the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Your friend and mine, double J Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, how are you, man?
1: Oh, Conrad Thompson. How are we doing today? No small talk today. I am overwhelmed by the amount of questions. I've got a little sneak peek, uh, when, uh, on the hashtag Conrad, this may be, uh, I'm just going to tee it up. We're going to have a lot of fun today. I I've, uh, it's been a while. You're the pro at this, so I'm very curious to see how you kind of. I think your strategy is going to be kind of like
0: jab, 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 yeah. hard cross. Yeah, it is. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, first of all, let is. me just compliment you on a great showing at Double or Nothing. I assume I don't want to talk, about it. talk about it. I don't want to talk about
1: it. I don't want to talk about it. Let's look forward. No matter win, lose or draw, I always look forward. We got Wembley. We've got, uh, shoot, we got, uh, in your oh,
0: back weekend, come on. A- Let's go. Aewtix.com. Come see me and Jeff Jarrett in Huntsville this weekend. And, uh, if you're seeing Jeff on YouTube right now, you know, the brother's going to show up tan, uh, <laughs> of course, tomorrow night, you'll be able to see Jeff on San, in, in the San Diego, uh, dynamite, of course, rampage on Friday, but Saturday. Come on, Huntsville, a e w t i x dot You're exactly right, though, Jeff. We got a near record number of questions for hashtag Ask Jeff. I think this will be uh, a multiple part just on this one post. I mean, we got literally hundreds of questions. No way we'll get to them all. Let's just have some fun and bounce around. Dan wants while, to know. Wait, right? well, it's been a while. How
1: long has it been? That's when, when, when uh, the research and Marcus and producers. I don't even remember the last time that's, that's what's going to, I guess there's I uh, I don't I think know.
0: we did one last year, but it's certainly it's, I don't think we've done one this year. All right. I'll shut up. Let's Dan go. wants to know being a part of a wrestling lineage, who is the best second or third generation wrestler you faced? And, and I guess Marcus has given you an answer there. He thinks maybe it's Brad or Owen Hart. Oh man. Um,
1: the best second generation. Now, this is, look, I, I I know this should be a softball, but look, you have the Hearts, you have the Von Eriks. Did Nick Bocquickle's dad wrestle? I'm not sure. That's a Google machine question. um, mm. wow, you kind of look at, um, I mean, you got to go into the roads. I mean, th- that is a, uh, that is a really, really tough one. I I, I guess.
0: Bachwinkle yes, is a second generation.
1: That's what I thought. So is Kurt Henning. Yep. Um, and the it, rock, huh? And the rock. And the, I mean, it's, that is such a difficult, I, I, I guess, you know, we'll have to bucket it down. Uh, Owen, it, when you're just talking about bell to bell, he could do it all. High flyer, like you wouldn't ever put Brett in. Oh, he's a high flyer. No, Owen. There wasn't a style he he really couldn't do. He came to Memphis and he would laugh and cut up and joke and talk about. Oh, I don't do this brawling stuff. And then we went out one night and had Lawler was talking about. Damn, I didn't expect the Hart brothers to uh, brawl like that. So, best pure wrestler, maybe Owen. Henning's right there at the top. Like I said, Bach Winkle was a guy that taught me so much at a young age. And you kind of look at his body of work. Oh boy. Uh, so I'll go with Owen.
0: Owen's a good answer. Uh, United pro wrestling wants to know besides GFW baseball park events, were there plans to do more live events? How did the ballpark events come to be and which stadium was your favorite? And why was it bowling green ballpark? So we'll, we'll table the live event stuff, but we do get this question a lot because you get a lot of credit for this. The idea of running wrestling shows in minor league baseball stadiums. was that your idea? How did that come to be? I mean, I, I don't think I'm the first one who come up with that idea,
1: but I did see it as a, um, a good grassroots marketing strategy, because l- let's just say you're running, uh, what's a, you know, okay G, uh gcw independent they ran hammerstein or you could pick about you could pick any independent show it doesn't matter but they're kind of in, in and out when you run in a modeling ballpark you're really getting about i don't know minimum of 90 days sometimes 120 days of promotion because they kick their season off and if you get it in early enough and you know our our season wow uh kicks off tomorrow night but um uh, up in Springfield, Illinois, Springfield Lucky Horseshoes, no small talk today, Conrad. But no, the minor league ballparks—they are, yes, they have baseball, but what they really are is a promotional vehicle. And uh, with the Global Force Wrestling strategy, we wanted to uh, have a, a, a real marketing initiative to spread the brand. And um, they have uh, a lot of times I call them your one big concession stand because look on field entertainment. It can be baseball. It can be music. It can be wrestling. They want to get folks in their ballpark, uh, to, to, to really entertain the folks and, and they can make their money by parking concessions, beer, um, all kinds of ways to do it. But, uh, I thought it was a a strategic move and and got a lot of, I mean, man, I could, that's, 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 that's on the other podcast, the other, the global force podcast feedback. We'll cover that, I guess in part three, but, um, Favorite ballpark? It's hard to narrow it to one. Bowling Green, great uh, team. Uh, My man, Parney, up in Richmond, Virginia. His stadium is a monstrosity, but he's uh, 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 cut from a different mold. He's a great promoter. That's the thing. You can have a great ballpark, but you got to have the right general manager or ownership group that knows how to promote, and there is a lot of those folks out there. They really, really, in their very nature DNA, minor league ballpark owners and GMs are promoters, so I have a real kinship with them, so to speak.
0: Let's do some fantasy booking here. Oh, uh, one of mine and your favorite follows on Twitter. Ian drew dice clay. What a great follow. He is. On dice
1: Man.
0: He, uh, he writes as the King of wrestling stables could double J give me his dream team of five wrestlers. If he had his choice, two male singles, a female and a tag team. And the current members of Jeff's AEW stable can't be included because ain't they great? So let's talk about that. Just any time Uh, or place. I don't want to do current stuff only. Let's open it up to history. So we can do some time travel now. An all-time great stable with a great tag team, a great lady, and two male singles. What say you?
1: Two male singles. So we're, we're basically forming. Oh, well, how appropriate. Conrad you- Caballeros
0: right <laughs> For For
1: you YouTube viewers. I've got the shirt on today.
0: Um, okay,
1: Conrad, I'm going to go kind of right out of the gate with Lawler.
0: Yep, like that. So Lawler's one of the male singles. We need one more male single, a female, and a tag team.
1: Oh man. You may just kind of look at me sideways Conrad on this one but I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. The number 2 single? Yep. Andre.
0: Wow, okay. I get that. You need an attraction.
1: That's that's kind of where I was thinking that that Lawler can do it all and he can talk for the entire group if need yep. be. Yeah. So I was looking for the attraction. Okay. Dice man. This is a thinking man. Okay. A female Dice now. Oh, okay. We're going female next. Um Okay. I know you kind of said we can put it all together, but I, I'm going to, this is a layup for me when you're really putting together a, a, a feature here because you got to have somebody, a female, and I'm assuming it's not
0: a valet, right? It means it's- we're talking about a wrestler. We want somebody yeah. to go get a belt. Charlotte. I knew you were going to go with that one. Now one tag team. <laughs> you didn't
1: know I was going to go there. No, uh, you
0: You and I've talked and you think yeah. she's the goat right now. And you you yeah.
1: tell me. And look, it Rickles. When, when,
0: when I say it, it's biased. When you say it, it comes from a different place. But I would say Rhea Ripley is real damn good, real damn young. Oh, I, 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 yes, but, but if we're judging on resume. It ain't close. It's Charlotte and Runaway. away. <laughs> Jesus. So, now greatest tag team for this fit. So far we got Andre, the giant enforcing standing behind the big mouth, Jerry Lawler, who can do it all. And of course, Charlotte, uh, maybe going to be the most decorated wrestler in history sooner rather than later. What about a tag team?
1: And A tag team in a group like this, maybe just kind of go sheer violence. I have no idea why I'm I'm thinking. Um, You know, High Flyers, I think when the Young Bucks are on their game, you you could go Young Bucks, but I'm going to still kind of go throwback because I think I got a Charlotte in there, Modern. Um, Tag team, Conrad, for whatever reason, I'm thinking – you wouldn't really think you got an attraction. You got Lawler who can, he can wrestle all kinds of styles. you got Charlotte who again can do it all. I'm I'm going for kind of the violent component. Sheep herders, not the Bushwaggers,
0: the sheep herders. Wow. Now I, that is a group. <laughs>
1: not, I mean, it's a diversified. I don't know why I just kept popping in my brain. Do I go violence? You know, cause road warriors or look, and there's a, there's a, so many different teams you could put in there. Just kind of dependent. on. I'm just trying to think of that that uh postcard
0: yeah i get it no that that's i so, mean listen everybody knows you're thinking about that picture money <laughs> uh right back fan wants to know how would you have booked a feud with you and steve austin in 1999 so that's an interesting question of course we know that you make the jump back uh in uh, october of 97 had you hung around maybe uh you know jr brings you an offer and says hey going to give you a bump, want to put you with Steve. What would that have looked like? How would you have wanted to book it? Would you have played off the old stuff or would you take a different approach? In 99. I mean, well,
1: and I I guess maybe he's talking about when he stunned me and stunned me and stunned me and stunned me. I think somehow, some way, if we've could have, uh, I would have finally kept running my mouth and just goaded or begged or pleaded or conned or whatever it may be, maybe got him to, to break a rule and the, uh, the, the evil Mr. McMahon mandated it. Uh, I, I know there's a lot going on, but somewhere or another, I get him into a singles and you can just kind of have to have, uh, somehow, some way he's got to beat the hell out of me for if the match goes 20 minutes, he's got to beat me up for 19 minutes and 55 seconds. And somehow, some way I eke out a, a win. And then I, that's what I hang my head on the entire program. I don't think you try to get anything elaborate. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, but because he took offense to that original promo, um, and that we've covered. If there's somehow some way we could dial back into, um, and then I just come out with all kinds of merchandise that were, are uh, you know, throwing it back in his face. Whatever it may, you know, Jarrett three sixteen. I don't know. Double J three sixteen Slap nuts three sixteen. Um, I, I don't know. But but to to, to kind of dive in to the issue uh, built around the promo. Um, yeah, something along those lines. Help me fantasy book there, Conrad. Is there I don't any- know,
0: man. You know, I think it would have been easy in '97. I think you guys have maybe drifted apart by '99. But I think Deborah being the the monkey in the middle could have really worked. Oh, I for sure. Okay, so, yeah, I got it. Yeah.
1: I mean, there you go. She's the cause. Yeah. I mean, he's his he. She would be his Achilles heel. I mean, that yes. I, I wasn't really timing up uh, everything.
0: If, if you started to heal on her a little bit, and it, maybe it went too far, and the glass broke, and he came to make the save, there you go. And she's in the middle, and maybe when I mean Russo, if he stuck around, maybe we could put Deborah on a pole. I don't know. See, he uh, got of,
1: and you act like you don't know what you're talking about. You just I look. know.
0: I'm just trying. I'm sitting under your learning tree here, Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Hey, here's a great question. Uh, you're going to like this one. Mid Valley DIY says, does Jeff think there could be a more family friendly version, all comedy promotion and wrestling similar to the Harlem globe trotters of basketball and the Savannah bananas for baseball. That's a great question. And it's a business question. So I know you're into it.
1: Did I, I want to make sure I heard you correctly. An all comedy,
0: like a Harlem globe trotters of wrestling.
1: But uh, th- th- was the question? Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, could it, it work?
0: Could 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 a Harlem Globetrotters of wrestling be a viable business opportunity and, as and a touring I, act in twenty twenty three?
1: And I'm trying to make sure that I understand my interpretation. If if a Harlem Globetrotters is all about not being serious, did he, did he write comedy or was that your
0: words? I, have you well, yeah, comedy. But have you seen a Harlem Globetrotters show? Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not about. I mean, yes, they're doing stunts and stuff, but. It's it's about getting people involved and funny and making people laugh and it's less about man we're gonna have a real athletic competition no, 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 no. A lot of athleticism involved but just funny ha ha
1: yeah it's, it's oh, all what? but it's all ha ha yeah forgive me uh, for stating the obvious professional wrestling in its purest form is not really about the wrestling <laughs> but it's not all comedy it's not all ha ha I think there's got to be a there's got you I think without question you got to have a little bit of something for everything on the menu because you, I I don't believe a world title bout that it's all completely focused on who's going to win the championship. And then maybe a love triangle and then maybe a stipulation match that is kind of ha ha. And then I think you got to have a complete menu. If you put it all comedy, I think it fails immediately because then nothing's funny. Then it's all parody. It becomes all parody. Um, And, and candidly, I probably, uh, could bring up a few shoot. I'll even say impact or nitro, or even at WWE, times that w- when the comedy factor goes too heavy, none of it's funny.
0: Uh, Adam Arpin wants to know if you had been brought in during the invasion angle, after WCW was purchased, how would you have wanted to debut and whom would you have wanted to work a program with? So that's interesting. So, you know, we saw we saw Booker T come over. We saw Lance Storm and Buff Bagwell and a handful of other folks come over right away. If you were amongst them, like we know, DDP got paired up with the Undertaker. We know Booker got paired up with Austin. If you would have jumped back, is there somebody that would have made sense for you? Do you think? I think.
1: I. I'm having a little, what is it? I I think I've had this conversation, not publicly, but privately, some different things they were talking about. And somebody says, here's right off the top of my head, Conrad. If I would have come back and I would have been portrayed out of the gate, oh man, here comes this WCW guy. He's going to align with Booker and Booker brings me in and I'm his buddy. And we've been through wars and blah, 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 blah. And then the first opportunity I get, I lay him out and say, are you kidding me? I've always been a WWE guy and kind of turncoat on the invasion part inside like WWE
0: guys. I like that. That makes sense. Uh, Peter wants to know, hey, Jeff, love you and your show. My question is about the Colorado kid. I was a huge fan of him during his Music City wrestling days. I understand you trained him and brought him to WCW. Why didn't he become a big star like I thought he would be? Micropada, why didn't he become a big star? Is
1: mm-hmm. that, that's really the question. Yep. Um, I'd say more than anything, timing, uh, Timing's
0: everything though. you know, it buddy, and I think it gets discounted a lot. Like when people are talking about why this angle didn't work or why this guy didn't get a push and it's not necessarily like it wasn't just their time. And that's a blanket statement. There could have been politics. Sure. But there could have also been an injury or a substitution. I mean, there's lots of other factors and sometimes I'm sure there's a a lot of great ideas that never made the light of day because the timing just was never right. You know, that old analogy that, you know, when you see a beautiful quilt,
1: a beautiful mosaic, and then if you flip it over how ugly it looks. A lot of, am I making sense there, Conrad? Yes. Because I, I think a lot of times we, we're looking at a bunch of disjointed stuff. But when you flip it over and look at things, everything happened exactly when it was supposed to, but we didn't really understand it at the time. Yes, timing is. You said it already. I mean, everything. You kind of look. Uh, I'm reading. I read this short little book recently about inventions, and you kind of hear. I mean, it's a whole timeline. I mean. Thomas Edison gets credit for the light bulb when really, or, or something, I mean, te- there's a Tesla, there, there's a couple of different folks. When you kind of look at the timing of, I mean, not just in our industry, in life, it's, I mean, it is, Conrad, how many business deals have you sat back and look and said, self, Yeah. how in the world did that happen?
0: Because I mean, Ripley's last match is our most recent mutual example together you know there you go i mean
1: you couldn't have drawn it up no it way was,
0: you know we were faced with an idea of hey we need to do a, a big event here what can we come up with oh what about this okay well who should we get for an opponent oh well what about this and well i mean just before and then you and i were like man we, we really needed to get this video out and It didn't get out on the timeline we thought and it worked out way better, but it was all sort of happenstance. It just fell in place the way it was supposed to. And we weren't really in control of any of that. None. Yeah. It just happened and it worked out.
1: If we would have had our
0: way, it wouldn't have turned out this way. (laughs) It wouldn't have been as successful. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, think about just how that echoes now. I mean, we joke about it, but you're enjoying a hell of a run and tag team champions by God on pay-per-view (laughs) <laughs> but any of that, i mean it's crazy to think about in hindsight here's a great question from seth and you know i love questions like this oh boy Do you know where the bronze statue is that opened the cwa shows so the old school you and i you have one behind you i have one behind me i know we all have our own version of it but where's the og the one that was spinning around for real The one
1: I don't think I had that conversation with my father. Um, my version came from my grandmother's, but the original one, who knows? My dad probably sold his in a, you know how, how he thought about collectibles. He probably sold his in a, in a garage sale or a swap meet. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. The short answer is I have no idea. Um, I have no idea, but, uh, um, that, that statue sits right next to me. J- just the symbolism of it is, um, that statue for me, I can't call it an heirloom, but it represents the connection of, uh, the three generations of Jarrett's for, for me, that's for me. That's what connects all three of us.
0: I just, uh. I think that would be super fun to be able to find that one. BMAC wants to know what were Jeff's interactions with Marty Janetti like? Any funny stories he can share?
1: Oh my gosh. Mahalo. Marty, they'll never ne- make another Marty Janetti. You know, when he came to Tennessee in um, 87, 88, uh, we had tags. Uh, And we, I worked singles with both Marty and Sean and um, Marty was, I mean, he's, he's, we traveled a lot together. I didn't say it, but maybe I should, we partied a lot together way back when, uh, what a character when he told me the story. Okay. That was the first time they went to WWF and got fired like in 24, 36 hours. It, It was as if he's telling me about a round of golf, how nonchalant. And I can remember being, what was that, 19, 2021 20, I'm thinking, this guy's, he's crazy. He, he just lost a shot. And then they went back to Vern and then came back down to Tennessee and worked, I don't know, six, eight weeks or however, maybe longer than that. Um, and then, you know, at WWE, uh, or at that time, the WWF, 93, 94. Marty helped me a lot, just kind of understanding the lay of the land and and the travel situation um as far as any specific like stories with marty um he was a, he was truly houdini go into a um a bar or a nightclub or anything like that you walk in together you may not see marty for another hour another three hours or for a couple of days that, that that was genetic you you never knew about marty you may yeah. ride a place with him but he could certainly pull a disappearing act on him.
0: He was looking for a good time and he usually found it. He always
1: found it. <laughs> he always found it. Michael, uh
0: Michael wants to know, what's your Waffle House order? Now, for those of you across the pond or maybe in the, the northern or western part of the United States, you may not know that this is a cultural thing in the South. It's a 24-7 diner, as folks in the Northeast would call it or a greasy spoon as we call it down here but people usually have a very specific order and uh, I'm curious if hash browns are involved in yours it's a staple but I know you're not really eating that sort of thing so what is your go to waffle house order
1: I, and I've just recently heard it's a short order restaurant have you ever is heard waffle house that guy have you I I never like how do you describe waffle house it's a short order restaurant because it they is. They're open 24 hours a day. They have hamburgers. It's not just breakfast, which a lot of people think. And Anyhow, yeah. oh, Conrad, I think this goes back 40, because it was 80 before. I was in high school. Same order. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> My buddy says, you may be the only human being who eats a steak at Waffle House. And I say, no, 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 no. My daughters do uh, Karen wheat, uh, chicken. If I pull her in there, uh, anyway, uh, T-bone steak and eggs, medium rare, five whites scrambled hard, hold the yolks one over medium. So that's a total of six eggs, ma'am. You have to, a newbie, you have to explain because they'll go down. What'd you say? I said five egg whites, scramble hard, the sixth egg for a total of six. You mean you want six? Scram- no, 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 honey. Five egg whites, scramble hard, the six egg is over medium. I want
0: steamed hash browns
1: with a few onion in it. No bread, no toast, unsweet tea.
0: How about that, dude?
1: <laughs> I have had the exact same order since I was 14, 15. It, literally.
0: I think most people have the same order. I've got the same order, too. Yeah. But might am a lot different than yours. Uh, uh, you might be interested to hear, though. You want to guess? Because I actually knew that it was a crazy number, and I know why, but... You want to guess how many steaks Waffle House sells a year? Just guess.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So. uh,
0: A million. 2.1 million steaks a year, (laughs) 240 steaks an hour, 5,770 or 60 steaks a day. It's crazy. Hey. So, a lot of people sleep on it, but it is available 24-7. They never close. I, I was even curious, and I, I guess we found out the answer during the pandemic. Why are there locks on the doors? Because somebody's there all the time. But, yeah. So, there you so, go. There's your answer.
1: Pro tip, too. Who's the comedian says you might be a redneck? Is that
0: Foxworthy? Foxworthy, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think I have a line. I, I, uh, now at my, I'll call it my home base, Waffle House.
0: Yeah, I got one, too.
1: No need to shout the order out. When I'm walking up, they look over the shoulder. Yep, I'm here. Have the same. It's there.
0: I, uh, I've i got the same relationship with the way my dad and I actually went this morning. I'm not making this up. There's the Waffle House cup.
1: Well, it, Conrad,
0: I, I took <laughs> did my, I do?
1: Yeah, and I took my sweet tea and put it in this
0: cup. But it was from Waffle House. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, listen, boys and
1: girls. Give me Larry's order. Give me, uh,
0: my give dad switches it up. He used to do a waffle with sugar-free syrup, uh, but he's gotten away from that. So now he's uh, scrambled eggs with cheese, uh, bacon, and uh, white toast. I go to Texas cheesesteak sandwich, order a sausage hash browns in the ring. In that's the ring. Cheese steak sandwich is fantastic. Have you had hash browns in the ring? Uh,
1: that's just a little... Yeah, it, just,
0: it means it's not going to be as crispy. It's crispy yes. on top, crispy on yeah. bottom, but yeah. not all the way through. People dig it. It's good. And, and my local Waffle House, my home Waffle House, as you said, uh, they, they told me, uh, yeah, you can't do the Waffle House. We can't do in the ring anymore. It's banned. I'm like, what do you mean it's banned? Well, it's against Waffle House policy. We can't have it anymore. And I've been to almost every other Waffle House in Huntsville, and they all have it. They're just full of shit at my Waffle House. So guess what? They've
1: recently, a, a couple of different places, <laughs> Can you imagine a guy in uh, Walla Walla, Australia hearing this conversation? They're no. talking about, no, but anyhow, uh, they will tell me, Hey, Hey, we don't steam hash browns anymore. And I said, what? You don't steam hash browns anymore. Cause all they're like, can I just no butter or grease, put the hash browns up there, get a full cup of ice, put the ice on it, put the, um, the lid. The, the the lid. Yeah. And that's how you steam them. And they're like, no, no, we can't do that anymore. Why it's policy.
0: I'd like to see a manager, please. (laughs) I love you for that. Uh, Michael Franks has a great question that I'm sure is going to get shared all over social media. You had a short feud with Effie. Any chance of the last outlaw returning to GCW to finish your story with him? Hashtag the last outlaw.
1: Effie wants no part of the last outlaw (laughs) on authority from one person. Nope. It's not Effie. Nope. I think Paro would agree with me, but it's not my good buddy, Mike Perrow. Nope. It's not Brett Lauderdale. It's not even Conrad Thompson. I'm going to throw Dave Silva in there. A few others. But my man, Coaster, says without question, dad, Effie wants no part of the last outlaw. And I said, son, you're exactly right.
0: I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, all kidding aside. When you kind of think back January of 2022, that was the first surprise that the whole last outlaw rolled out to folks on January 1st of 2022. I, people didn't have that on their bingo card. That was, yeah, uh, yeah it, no, was, it was
0: a hell of a year.
1: Is it exciting?
0: Thanks for counting the lines, Effie. <laughs> uh, he's a good guy. And you we'll always up. throw that in there. Took him well, to the woodshed. Well, I mean, that that him. you walked it dry. You gave him a new guitar necklace. I mean, you did all the gimmicks on him. Yes, sir. Hey, guys, need to call a quick timeout here.
1: Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at You didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. On a bonus episode of Arn, the Enforcer watches back Beach Blast 92 with the ultimate heel and baby face in Rick Rude and Ricky Steamboat. Draw me a baby face something that everybody could get behind, kids, women, old folks, young folks, men, you know, all guys wanted to be him. Women, I'm sure, wanted to be with him. Uh, He was the all-around package. On Volume 55 of the Ask Conrad series, Conrad talks about some of his dream podcast partners, including a couple of degenerates.
0: You know, from inside the business and taking over and NXT and all that, I don't think you could get a better podcast partner than Triple H there just because he's done so much. However, if you're talking about wanting to learn more about the psychology of wrestling and what makes a match and how to develop talent and all that, could you beat Shawn Michaels?
1: That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you.
0: With four levels
1: to choose from, see for yourself why Ads Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today.
0: Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com. Uh, Ben Jones wants to know, did you ever get a chance to meet Andy Kaufman while he was in Memphis?
1: No, sir. No, sir. Uh, you know, if you watched that episode of tales of the tales of the territory and I thought Dutch had some really Jimmy Hart had good comments, but Dutch just kind of how obviously the business was much more secretive and closed door and kayfabe, if you will. Um, all that back then, but just how Andy kind of handled himself, very private. He'd go back in the dressing room and meditate, but you know, Andy was there. I can't say the wrong, I don't say all the right reasons. Andy was there to do business. So uh, it was, it was just that simple and they were very, very protective. You, you know, you got to remember he got pile drove and it wasn't a part of what was laid out. He made the call in the ring. I'm selling this and milked it for two days in the hospital. That kind of answers. Hey, did you meet Andy backstage? Even though you were, you know, at that time the promoter's kid, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in the business answer was hell. No, I didn't meet
0: him. Uh, Great questions here. Uh, Todd Stringer wants to know what's the best, the single best pro wrestling advice you ever received or could offer.
1: single best piece of advice.
0: Yeah. The one, I mean, listen, you dropped a lot of nuggets on here, but I think when I hear that, I think about wrestler to wrestler and I think about story you shared here about advice. You got very young in your career. Maybe I could just jog your memory here about how to have longevity and how to have a career and how to make it last. Is that it single best the the, the, the Fargo line.
1: Oh, um,
0: I know um, that's not jogging a memory. What's the Fargo line. Cause you I'm, said you, 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 you gave the exact quote, I'm going to butcher it. But the gist was Jeff, if you want to have a career, if you want to make money in this business for a long time, that sort of positioning about making sure that you get the most out of everything and that you're not taking all the crazy bumps and oh, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Longevity being the answer as opposed to let's just be a super ball and bounce around and yeah, longevity for sure. I, I, I think, yeah, because
1: I, I, I was going on my grandmother's state. That, oh yeah.
0: That that, t- that's, that's classic. Share both with everybody for people who are just listening to this. Well, that,
1: so my grandmother in a lovingly way, Uh, she wasn't thrilled. The story is that, uh, she had by this time had worked her way up to what we would call a CFO. She didn't even want her own son in the business, just, you know, being a mother and didn't think it was the best career move. And again, this is in the uh, mid sixties, um, you know, mid to late sixties, she didn't even want my dad, her own son in the business. And then fast forward 20 years. 84, 85, uh, 86, um, she definitely was upset. Uh, I mean, my mother was furious and my whole mother's side was furious. I was getting in the business, but my grandmother was like, you're in college, you're freshman in college, keep playing basketball. Just this will be here. I, go find another career. And then once I kind of broke in, she sat down a couple of different times, probably more than that. And she said it in a way to me that absolutely resonated. I had been around, you know, and listened to my dad's stories or Lawler and Dundee and in the booking room or or just guys come by picking up checks, just kind of understanding what she meant when she just delivered the line. Okay. You're in this business. And for you to be successful, um, you can be, uh, you know, you can learn to wrestle. Um, you can be a great wrestler and all this, uh, don't be a wrestle, Uh, excuse me. Don't be a wrestler. Um, and what she was saying was don't have that mentality of never saving your money. Don't look at it. Uh, she was very adamant. This is a business you know, it's, it's a, it, it is a business and it's only a business. If you're in it for fame or fortune, um, just kind of, you know, that, that ain't the, the right reasons. You got to be in it cause it's a day in and day out business and look at it. But, uh, I just butchered my own line, Conrad, uh, you can wrestle, but don't become a wrestler. That was her words. And that, that really strong, it all. to this day, you know, don't, don't, don't be a wrestler. Don't, don't think so short-sighted. There's a big picture. There's a business, uh, think with your head, not with your heart, all that kind of stuff. And then Fargo, uh, and now at this stage, Jackie Fargo, uh, for those who don't know, uh, he had a couple of working brothers. One was a, a real brother, but you know, the fabulous Fargos, um, they had main event in Madison square garden in the fifties, um, done promos that were way ahead of their time, took a hundred dollar bill and lit a cigar on TV one time. Uh, That's how he lit his cigar, but with a hundred dollar bill, they were making crazy big money back in time. But Jackie had made his home uh, in Tennessee and worked for the promoter, Nick Goulis, who was uh, the promoter before my father uh, started promoting her in these parts. And um, Jackie, um, again, had been around the horn and still drew big, big money, uh, into his sixties, uh, early seventies. And it was all on creating emotion and, you know, Jackie, we did a deal in Memphis, I guess, early nineties where it was, I was uh, the fabulous one, Jeff Jarrett. And we did some different videos and all that. And, And this is six or seven years after Stan and Steve and three or four years after Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert. So it had been done to death, but it was a, I don't know, a six, nine month deal kind of character development deal. But Jackie was very adamant to me about he at this stage in his career, He didn't, he, I don't want to say he didn't care really. He, he, he was just focused. And I've heard this speech come out of Lawler. The finish is, is all that really matters. What you leave them, the story that you tell them on the out, and it can be on the one, two, three, or after the one, two, three. But the reality is to create longevity is you got to learn how to talk. And, uh, and when I say that anybody can go out and fill three minutes of a promo or two minutes or one minute or four minutes or whatever it may be, but it's that creating emotion the right way where you connect with your audience and either you really want them, uh, hates a strong word, but that's what you want. You want to evoke emotion where people just despise you and want to see you get your ass kicked. Yes. in a, Scripted way, but they, they want to see you as the antagonist, get your ass beat or the people, um, really connect with you and want to see you persevere and become out, uh, come out a Victor. Those kind of very, very much basics, um, are, are, are to me the success or failure of any talent that steps in the, into the ring. Are you going to think like a businessman and
0: are you going to learn to
1: really talk them in the building?
0: Ron wants to know any advice for younger wrestlers out there who feel they hit a plateau in their careers. That's a different question. If you feel like you've plateaued and this is all it'll ever be, I'm not making any progress. It feels like this is as good as it gets. And I wanted more. How do I level up? How do I get out of this rut? How do I shift gears? All those cliches. What would you advise?
1: It may sound like an old timer, but today it's much, much easier because with social media, you control your uh, character. God, it's not even close to how it used to be because with social media, you can, um, and yeah, you got to have a vehicle. You got to be a part of a promotion, uh, on whatever level, but you know, and I'm not saying you have to reinvent yourself. But you got to find a different component of your own personality that's an extension of your personality, and you've got to accentuate that. Tony Robbins, what's he say, Conrad? Massive radical action is the only way to change. Yes. But you got to change. You, you, you've got to change. If you're feeling stagnant, I can assure you your audience felt that way before
0: you did. Wow. Well said. Here's a great question that, uh, is going to make you laugh. You're Lamar, all right. <laughs> Lamar wants to know, would you ever consider buying back impact and making it TNA again?
1: No, uh, no, it's, it's, it's not for sale. So get that It's not for sale. They're doing just fine over there, but, um, no, that, uh, it's kind of amazing here we are 21 years later. It's still rocking and rolling, but
0: it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's not for sale. And, I mean, in the spot you're in, why would you go start? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You're you're wrestling on pay-per-view and and winning tag titles every, I mean, if Aubrey Edwards would get her shit together, I mean, he'd have been (laughs) a 17-time tag (laughs) champ by now. Uh, Francis Uh wants to know, does Jeff own any assets from Global Force Wrestling like the titles? That's an interesting question. Do you know where the GFW belts wound up? Uh, So
1: the heavyweight and tag in the, um, failed merger, um, were utilized why, where that actual belt would be, I would, uh, it's in Anthem's possession okay. where exactly. I have no idea. That was, uh, a part of discovery that was never uh, uncovered. The, uh, next gen belt I have.
0: Um, I think that's the belt that Cody won. Yes, sir. Okay. He called it the hubcap belt, I believe. Yeah yes right uh,
1: but uh yeah so the women's belt i think is with anthem as well uh so that's assets remember last week we talked uh, about merch yeah uh, uh yeah karen reminded me yes jeff we've got pictures and we you know not a ton so we've got to do something fun with that if folks, well, yeah. when we do
0: up? another gfw show we will have a plan together on how we can have some fun with some of your leftover gfw stuff from the warehouse
1: okay Let's do that. It'll make Karen happy to get it out of uh, storage because we moved it from one place in the air. Uh, the, uh,
0: so I'm sure she's ready to say, Hey, let's just do something with it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It, that's you it. know, you know who would have a, a good idea for what to do with that? I can tell you this before he's passing me and Don West had a
1: couple of different conversations.
0: Don West would have had it gone before we finished recording.
1: He literally was like, dude, are you kidding me? He said, and he went through this. He said, "Do you think you could find some action shot?" You know, he went through that. Yeah, and he goes, "All your current stuff." And he goes, "That's kind of part of your history. It's kind of this and that." And he goes, "Yeah, we can bundle this." He said, "Now, how many shirts do you really have?" And I said, "Don, maybe I don't know four or five. I mean, it's very limited." He said, "I can get on camera and literally," he he said, "I, I, I as a." Everything I own, GFW merch, you can get in one camera shot. He said, well, then there you go. That is the limited amount, but he says we're, we can package up a couple of different things. At the time, the action figure, the one that came out, was that the zombie? Set? One of them. Anyway, Don went into this whole shtick that we could uh, kind of the baseball, have some surprises. Anyway. Uh, I, and look, there's a, there's a half a box of brown bag stuff anyway. All right, Conrad, I'm going to put, you're going to have to give me your best Don West thinking cap and, uh, we'll figure it out.
0: We're going to have fun with that for sure. Uh, LVL 32 has a great question. What's your pre-match ritual and how do you like to unwind after a big match?
1: Pre-match in a, in a lot of ways has always been almost the same, except this go around, there's a lot more stretching involved, a lot more. Um, Jay lethal has commented to me like, dude, you do a lot of stretching." I said, yes, I do. I want to make sure. How many
0: minutes do you think you stretch now? If you had to put a number on it?
1: Well, before I actually put on the boots and tights, 15 to 20. And then once I get them on, depending on where I'm at on the show, it's pretty much non I mean, I don't say nonstop. There's a lot of stretching uh, going on. I don't know. Another half hour into that. Um, I I'd say it gets close to an hour.
0: Wow. And, and how much did you do say back in, you know, 98, 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. So multiple. I, yeah. I always was, would get good and warm. I just,
1: right. like, I believe in that. Um, I'm, I'm late for this today because of my chiropractor care. I mean, I'm a big believer in all that.
0: It's. So how how many times, uh, what's your, what's your regular chiropractor routine? Like you go every so two to three weeks. He told me today, he's like, Hey man, I hadn't seen you in over a month.
1: I said, I've been a little bit busy, pal. He goes, yep. He said, uh, he, he joked, look, Dr. Dare. We've, he I've been going to him since 92, 93. And he, he's great. I mean, I think the best in the world, he's like, uh, there's a reason why you're still lacing them up. And I say, I know, I know. He goes, well, let me get this right. Now that you're still lacing them up, you're going to change routines on me. And I said, Tim, I've been busy. So it's every two to three weeks and it's preventive. It's, I mean, spine alignment. Um, he does applied kinesiology. A lot of folks are not familiar with that, but it's, you know, general chiropractic work is aligning and adjusting the skeletal system bones. Tim does that with not just bones, but muscles and nerves, um, if that may, I mean, that, that's, he, he's, uh, and then it gets really deep into, there's three types, or, or three pillars of of, of, the, uh, of the health. is a physical, the chemical is what we eat. And, and smell. And then there's obviously a, um, emotional component. And so we do emotional work as well. So, I mean, there's, it's a, it's a, you know, you, you think about a stool, if you've got a stool, a three-legged stool and you kick one leg out, you're going to fall. That's kind of how I've looked at my health for now 30 years. And, uh, it's been working pretty good. I call wood, but, but, uh, no, about every three weeks, Conrad.
0: Uh, Joe wants to know, was there any one opponent that you felt you had the least chemistry with? So we've talked a lot about great chemistry and sometimes it just doesn't click. That's not really your fault or the other guy's fault. It just doesn't click. And that happens a lot just in, you know, real life work friends or first dates or every facet of a relationship. But is there one guy who you thought, man, we're going to have a great match and then try as you might. You just, you guys were never on the same page and it wasn't necessarily anybody's fault. It just didn't click. Does one name stand out above the rest. I'm trying
1: to think of it. I, I kind of Conrad have always taken, um, i not say pride, but I've taken upon myself to have a match. That's another thing that Lawler would teach me. Jeff learn how to have a match with anybody and everybody. And the more, if you can do your work and theirs, the better off, you know, learn to do that. You basically learn how to work with somebody really, really green. So uh, as far as working with somebody really, really green, I'm trying to think of like a TV match that just didn't, I got one. And we later rectified it. And I think on a couple of, maybe a live event or two, or maybe other TV matches or maybe some universal taping. I had a tag match. I have no idea who my partner was. Remember public enemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. I think one nitro or maybe it was a, a a thunder. I was zigging and Rocco was zagging (laughs) and we just didn't sync up. Neither one of us were mad at each other. When we got to the back, it was like, you know, a lot of times you'll see folks, especially hadn't been around a while, they'll come through the curtain and they're just bitching about their opponent. And if you really had watched it, you'll go, hmm, that uh, takes two to tango. You both, but right. one of those kind of deals. But we got to the back and we were just like, that was bad. That was, that, that didn't work out. But we redeemed ourselves. I'm just trying to think. Yeah. That, that to me, look off the cuff here on Ask Jeff anything, that's the best, uh, Best answer I can give. I I do remember that. Recco, God rest his soul. But that was, we chuckled about it. Our chemistry was terrible.
0: (laughs) Colin Duff wants to know, why did you only wear white in your first WCW run? You had so many colorful outfits in the 93 to 96 WWF run, but only white in WCW.
1: I have no like single Mandate. That's what I did. I think I probably chose to stick with that on opening night because NWO Black and White, and I stuck with white. And then, um, you know, I don't know. Coming from WWE, they were big about keeping one look at at one time, and then I was had all the different multiple colors, and like, oh, that's all right. I, I don't know. Um, why did I stick with white?
0: To match Deborah, to pop that tan because the NWO, I, th-
1: I think coming in the door would be, I'm not going to wear black. Yeah. I wear white. That to me is probably where my head was
0: at. Do you buy the old, uh, you know, it's, it's really simplistic, but a lot of times and, and Arn Anderson even used to say it on TV. We don't wear white hats talking about the symbolism of good guys wear white and bad guys wear black. Did you buy into that once upon a time ever in your career that the lighter, brighter colors, those are baby face colors and the darker colors. Those are heel colors.
1: No, cause the flamboyant heel can, it work. It can just work, you know, just as well. No, I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't buy into that. No.
0: What about the old adage about, uh, or the old rule of thumb about facial hair? Like when a guy started to turn heel, he'd start to grow a beard. We even saw Hogan do that as maybe the most prominent example. But are you into that?
1: I can't say that I did. I I never.
0: Because Lawler didn't. So you didn't see it that way.
1: Lawler had the goatee. Lawler, you know, he could grow a beard in the afternoon. But no, um, no, never, never really connected those dots or or give that any credence.
0: Uh, Richie Ray wants to know, did you have beef with JJ Dillon in WCW? he means in real life of course jj was doing some talent relations stuff for wcw we know you've had circumstances we've discussed with jim ross on the WWF side of things what about jj any beef none and and none. no he was um
1: so where was jj uh, so the the first run 96 97 when things were red hot um again you know kind of the the whole backstory was uh in the territory days, father, uh, and Lala were, they were booking on and off and the territory was red hot and they wanted to come up with this character. Uh, sugar bear, Jim Harris had come to the matches in the back. And I think he had just come from Germany, but they came up with the character Kamala, the Ugandan giant. And of course he's a savage from, uh, Africa, but he obviously couldn't speak English. So the story goes. And they needed somebody to talk, and JJ was working down in Florida, and my dad called JJ, and he sent in promo after promo after promo. Do you ever see any of those, Conrad? Those promos, yes. Talkers, you ought to dig one or two of them up, kind of, because I'm not saying that JJ—he's a hell of a talker. I'm, I'm not saying specifically the, you know, the exact promos, but this is how the character was introduced in Memphis. It was it would, to me, especially as a 14 year old, 15 year old kid watching it, man, what a way to debut. But so JJ Dillon and my family go back to the early eighties. And so when I got to WCW in 96, um, you know, just out of the relationship that he had with my father and, and it, it was good.
0: Here's a great question. Uh, one that, uh, old school Memphis fans are going to get a kick out of Dan Potts wants to know, have you ever been back to the WMC studio since Memphis wrestling stopped being produced there? A couple of, not a lot,
1: but a couple of times. Um, I'm trying to think what company. So TNA, we did Dave Brown appreciation night, uh, for a baseball show. Um, that TNA, we, we ran a minor league baseball show and we, I think I swung by the studio that day. Um, I think I was in town late nineties for whatever reason. I feel like it was a WCW thunder. Anyway, I think I did some media there, but I will say this walking back into those studios with new sets and yeah, it didn't even look, you know, like we had it back in the day. But once you kind of got in there and went back to the visualization, a ton of memories came over me because by that time making good to great money. And I thought back to how many times I pulled into that parking lot first as a complete fan that I was there. Cause I set the ring up the night before and I was just a TV and got to sat and watch in the control room or wherever they let me stand. And then my, you know, every Saturday morning for basically seven years, you roll in there at, we went on there at 10. You, I mean, you know, you got there and, and you went out on live TV. What an incredible teaching ground, Conrad. It's okay. like, I mean, to do live TV, it's sink or swim. There are no takes. That is an opportunity that, I mean, Conrad. There were mornings that I would be so nervous because I would have to be in a promo with Robert Fuller and Lawler, and wh- whoever else or whatever it may be. And I, you know, my skill set—I knew no matter what I thought I could do in the ring, on the mic with a with a Robert Fuller or a Lawler or. Dundee or any of the other folks that was intimidating, but man, oh man, you learn to kind of swim. If you don't learn how to swim, you're going to sink quick and guys just don't get that opportunity now. And you kind of see folks that get on TV and and have a little bit of a promo and it just dies on the vine right before. I mean, that's tough because they just don't, they don't have the reps. And then you kind of see, look, it is what it is. Um, the WWE product, when guys are div- delivering lines and and you can feel it come out of them word by word, you just kind of go, "Wow, they just don't have enough reps to make it become their own." Because I, you know, I I'm not completely against. I don't. The talent has to be in the room, but the talent and the writers getting in the room and really thinking everything through yeah maybe even word by word but when it comes time to deliver it it's your job to convince your viewer consumer that those are your words and the only way you can do it is is to make them your words you know tom cruise whoever your favorite actor is out there they don't sit in the writer's room and write folks (laughs) you know they they literally get on a soundstage and 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 produce the lines but they're so into the character and know their words so well the words come out their own and 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 so being able to go in a memphis tv studio as an 18 19 20 21 year old kid 20, 22 22 whatever it was and i getting the me receiving the bullet points from lawler or my father or dundee or whoever and you better go make them their own make them your own and that's that to me is how you really really learn what fargo taught me too buddy connect with that audience emotionally
0: uh timothy regal has a great question and uh this is really the most inside baseball wrestling podcast i think there is because we talk about so much not just from the wrestler perspective but the promoter perspective the owner perspective on and on But this is a question I don't think has ever been discussed on a wrestling podcast before. Timothy asks, what's the process for picking the places for AEW live events? I would love to see AEW come to Iowa or Western or central Illinois. So less about, are they going to those areas and more about what does go into, you know, a lot of times you hear about big businesses and they, they run like a heat map, Jeff, and it shows, well, there's new home starts in this area, so these are the hot markets for real estate and that sort of thing. Is there a rule of thumb or a metric in all your years of trying to figure out where should we run a show? Whether it was your dad's old promotion or world class or it was TNA or now even AEW, how do you decide where we should go next? Territory days prior to 84,
1: 85, it was you know, weekly and, you know, yes, there was a strategy, but, you know, uh, well, Conrad, I could get long-winded here, but, you know, in the territory days, it was this quarterback club loves to run the first Friday in May because, you know, they have a bake sale on the second one and a graduation on the third one and a field day here. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there today's, World, and look, I've got some buds in CAA, and William Morris in in uh, U- U- UTA United. You know, so routing country music or rock and roll, or even the Taylor Swift. You know, those folks when they route, they're in the same industry that we are. And, and, you know, uh, I think Kenny Chesney country music act who's played stadiums, he's doing an arena tour. So now when you kind of get into the world of, and I can tell you, um, I like to always be respectful when I talk about other folks, but being in the room with Vince McMahon in a routing meeting, you talk about sitting under the learning tree because he's thinking about so many different factors. At times you go, oh, boy, what's he thinking about? But the amount of things that go into making a decision nowadays on routing, especially Fridays and Saturdays, um, I don't even know where to start because you have to look at, I mean, so many factors. When's the last time we were In the vicinity, because now talent, I mean, uh, you know, fans will travel, you know, when you, especially when you get up on the Northeast, you know, New York, Philly, Baltimore, the
0: driving distance,
1: they're all driving distances. So, but they are three different television markets, you know. So, anyway, you you have to look at building a I mean, is, I mean, I've got a call later on today. I've got one when I get to Vegas, uh, or, or when I, home from, I mean, Conrad, there are so many different factors that go into the routing of everything because you, okay, how's, yes, you got to have to look at history in the market. When's the last time, uh, we were in the market and what'd we do, what venue? Cause now these building, now these markets have, you know, Dallas has four or five different venues, all in the same television market. Um, who else is in the market? when's WWE, not just WWE, but, you know, you know, just what's all playing on the same night. Um, now you obviously in specific seasons, but you always got to look, you know, during basketball and hockey season, um, all right, they're in town. So there's not an exact science, um at all and i can tell you and this is what you know you always end up landing on i can give you 10 reasons why to run this night i can give you 10 reasons why not to run this right that's the reality period i mean it's it's a it's a very inexact science and when you're talking like i said when you and I'm i'm trying to really think of how to sum this up, because when you talk about Friday and Saturday nights, that's super difficult because it's the most in demand. But now that the COVID is way in our, the pandemic's way in our review mirror. I mean, seven nights a week, buildings are being filled up. I mean, we're not even, we didn't even get into Disney on ice and Harlem glow trotters. I'm talking about just music, sports teams, wrestling. You kind of get into all the other deals. It's calendars fill up quickly. So, Um, it's just, it, it is a very, very inexact science.
0: Well, it is an exact science that you're going to love factor. This is the time of year where we're all spending a little more time outside. Maybe you're getting ready to see if you can look good in a swimsuit, or maybe you just want to spend time having fun and not going to the grocery store and chopping and prepping and cleaning up. I can't recommend factors, fresh, never frozen meals enough. First of all, they're better for you than takeout and it's cheaper than going to the grocery store. I feel like I always overbuy when I go to the grocery store and how about this? The meals are ready in just two minutes, two minutes, and you can even get calorie conscious options this time of year. The calorie smart meals mean you're going to be getting 550 calories or less per serving, maybe you're like Jeff. And you want to get some of those 24 inch pythons. we well, try the protein plus meals. You'll get 30 grams of protein or more per serving. They've also got options for keto for vegan and veggie for every lifestyle factor checks the box. It's all prepared by chefs. It's all approved by dietitians. So, you know, it has everything you need to be successful all day long, but none of the stuff you don't want. And you won't be allowed to get in a rut, man. They've got 34 different chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options. That means there's always something new to try. And they've got a ton of snacks, like over four dozen. they got breakfast handled too. Fun stuff like apple cinnamon pancakes or bacon and cheddar egg bites. All your snacks? Well, don't worry about that, man. they got shakes and juices and smoothies. Factor just makes it so easy. It's better for you than takeout. It's cheaper for you than takeout. It's much faster than takeout. It's ready in just two minutes. So this May, get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. He'll do it in June too. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Jeff and I eat it every day for lunch. You're going to find out why when you try one of them. They're delicious. Head right now. See what they got. Find something you like, because there's plenty to like. At Factormeals.com slash MyWorld50. Use the promo code MyWorld50, and you'll get 50% off your first box. That's code MyWorld50 at Factormeals.com slash MyWorld50. And you'll get fifty percent off your first box. Jeff, let's do a few more, and then we'll put a button on this one, man. I uh, I've had a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah, this is. Time flies. I'm telling you, time flies. You don't you don't expect it to go as quickly as it does, but man, we've just we got so many great questions. I want to promise everybody right now, we are going to do more of this. I enjoy this sort of uh, maybe it's not the most PC thing to say, but these all over the place questions, these ADD rapid fire. What about this? What about that? Because that's the way natural conversation happens. And if you were to get to spend a little bit of time hanging out with Jeff Jarrett, you wouldn't just talk about one thing. You'd say, Oh, well, what about this? Or, hey, what about that? Yeah. Uh, I was
1: anti These kind these, these kinds, as you know, as we launch, cause I'm like, people don't want to, it's not good content. But now that like the very first couple of questions, I had to sit and think about it but I also don't want to get prepared for it because then it's fabricated. And I think I overthink it. So let's keep rolling.
0: Um, there's a fun question here about the early days of TNA. This is from Richie Ray. Do you still have the vision statement and the plan statement that was put together for building out TNA? It was for the banks and some of the others. Did you keep all that stuff?
1: I know I've got it somewhere. And I think since
0: we've launched this podcast,
1: like, dude, you've got to to dig that up. I know I've got it in boxes. I'm a pack rat. So, uh, I believe so. I I believe, you know what I'd like to find? What's that? Is the kind of, um, me and Bob Ryder in Dallas went to a, uh, a Kinkos. Because when we flew out to talk to Bob Carter, you know, the Carter family, to the, you know, cause we had only been around, but all of a sudden, and I'm sure I've got the deck that I took Richard cruci. Uh, but Richard, I think I told you that, 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 we, we, that conversation was, Hey Jeff, you're the wrestling guy. I, I get that. Let me just see the plant. No, I don't want to look at it. I mean, it was, j- it was a quick conversation, but he's like, Hey, do you have any of your own money up? Yes, sir. How much? And I started pointing this and this and that he said, I mean, go down here and talk to, I mean, it was a, quick, pretty quick meeting. Um, and the Bob Carter meeting was, was interesting. You never think, uh, those kind of materials you spend so much time, a lot of times putting into it. Um, Conrad, do you ever look at LinkedIn learning? Yes especially during the pandemic, I wore that thing out. I don't think there was anything. But anyway, they'll, they'll do those quick little bits and everything, and they'll talk about building a presentation and this and that. One of the best ones I ever heard on there that talked about less is more, keep it simple, but then kind of the whole summary of the deal was, you better not just know your presentation, you better believe it. And I'm like, yep, okay, that's it. You can put a bunch of words down, but if you don't really believe it, it's all for no.
0: RCS eighty eight wants to know: Had you not taken off time after the July ninety five in your house, your scheduled match with Roadie would have been at SummerSlam ninety five, and it would have happened. Who who would have went over? Do you know what the plan was?
1: My gut tells me Roadie would have been over. Vince right. loved the singing cowboy. I might have beat him up a couple of times on the Raws leading up to it. By the time it got to SummerSlam, it would have been uh, him over. Well, that was just the following month. Maybe. I don't know. We're armchair quarterbacking it. Maybe he would have stretched it to SummerSlam. Back in those days, they were a little bit longer form storylines. I don't know.
0: Uh, Ben Ouellette wants to know, what's your hair care routine, and is your hair real? (laughs)
1: Let's
0: talk to Jim. Yes, his hair is real. My hair.
1: That's it. His hair is real. Did he really say, is that question legit? Is it real? Is it real? Gotta get the wig. Uh, no uh lots of conditioner, always. I'm a conditioner guy.
0: I don't even know what to say to that. Um
1: don't you some some guys I have found through the years I nah, just shampoo it, no conditioner.
0: What? Anyway, I put conditioner in my hair when I'm out of the shower. No, you don't. So when my hair's in place, it's because I put a little conditioner in it. Rather than put like some other sort of product, I just put a little bit of Condition. Okay. Uh, Nick wants to know Did you ever think about bringing Deborah into TNA?
1: No. Her, she was with Steve and really out of the business.
0: Well, she- I'm saying once they split up, there was never a consideration of putting y'all back together? No. Okay. Any reason why you just didn't think it was a fit or didn't think she wanted to be in the business or?
1: All the above. Okay. Really, really all the above.
0: Uh, the nice loser says you've competed all over the world. How have the rings evolved for taking bumps in it? And how are independent rings like GCWs compared to AEW, TNA, or WWE rings?
1: So I saw this question. I thought that was, I mean, and look, there's I don't say a lot of chatter through the years, but you know, the and you hear, oh, that's a great bumping ring, and sometimes a yeah. great bumping ring is a great bumping ring, but it also may be smaller or the ropes may not be, uh, maybe a little bit on shaky ground. AEW has, has a design um, that I think that the aprons and that is the space between the rope and the edge of the ring is a little bit wider, a little bit of a, a o to the Japanese rings. Uh, but they also have a, a, a good bumping style to it. And look, you know, when you look at like a WrestleMania or, or, you know, they had to put heaters under those rings, you know, when they kind of, you know, you never know the weather in April in New York, when I kind of saw that whole setup and how the ring was ready to be heated. And and because you, you know, you don't want a cold ring and talent in the ring, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I've been in rings literally all over the world, you know, sometimes, uh the triple A rings, a lot of people. What's the hardest ring you've ever been into? Yes, the WWF rings of the mid 90s um, were very hard. I mean, like bricks. Uh, the triple A six sided big, big ring uh, that I went, that would have been 2004. That may have been the hardest ring I've ever been in. But the GCWs of the world or the NWAs of the world, and I don't say they, that they're independents, but they're all. All rings are relatively good. Nowadays. You got to go to a small independent and they're out there where the ring is just not good or safe. Um,
0: what makes a ring unsafe, Jeff?
1: I I think the, the first two things that would jump off is the ropes aren't tight. If the ropes are really, really loose, you can't really hit them. Um, like you need to, the ropes can make a ring become really unsafe. And then if the boards, like a lot of times you'll go in places, not not, not as of late, but years ago, you'd go into a place that where the ring stayed up. And so a lot of bumps had been taken on it. Um, the rings aren't really designed for that. You you have to, I don't say take them up, put it down, but you know, the, the boards and I'm talking that the wooden, you know, so the steel structure has to be squared and, and, and tightened and make sure it's all sound. And then you put the boards on top and then you put not too much padding cause all that, then you got to put the, the, uh, the mat. And then it depends on kind of, I don't say the spring, but just kind of the, 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 uh, the given the ring, it's all a little bit of science behind it. And if the, the, the boards on the ring, Get out of place or overlap. You can take a bad bump, and man, it'll throw your. It hurts. It'll throw your back out because you know those no trade secret. You want to disperse all your energy is in as over as much of your body as you can. Um, And if a ring's not level or or got something that's off, that can throw you. That can throw you out of whack. And then you know the the ropes. I've seen guys through the years in smaller promotions or back in the day in our spot shows, when you'd have uh independent or outlaw promoter provide the ring and those ropes, guys go hit the ropes and they go right through them to the floor. I mean, you can hurt yourself
0: bad. Jen, Jen wants to know, can we get a documentary on your grandmother would love to learn more about Taney and her life.
1: You know, there that the, the museum in Albany, New York is going to be doing a, a pretty cool thing on her. The book that my uh, cousin, uh, my aunt, my dad's sister, um, The Grand Dame, there's a book written on her. You know, uh, a documentary? Sure, that'd be cool. I mean, it's a story. I I, I think when you kind of go down the, the the women of professional wrestling, I'm not talking about wrestlers. Uh, I'm really talking about Ann Gunkel, Christine Jarrett. Um, I mean, you look at Linda's role uh, in the early days of, you know, um, when she retired, what was her title? Was she president? Uh, but anyway. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. I, I think, yeah. Just, just the, the women, I'm not talking again, wrestlers, the business. Uh, she, I think that would be a fascinating story because my grandmother getting in this business in the fort, late 40s. It's a different world. I mean, it, 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 it <laughs> you kind of, look at parallels on that's 20 years before this, you know, the early sixties and you just think about
0: it's 20 years after women could vote Jeff. Okay.
1: There's that's how long there. ago that is. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, that that's the best way to
0: say it. And now she's the boss. What in <laughs> the world? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you yes. couldn't vote 20 years ago, little lady. And yeah. Uh, PJ wants to know if you could rank your top four entrance themes to the ring. What would they be? So give me your your. We'll start with your fourth favorite, your third favorite, your second favorite, and then your most favorite. What's your fourth favorite theme? Your themes, not oh, other wait, themes. My themes. Yours. Oh
1: goodness. Okay. Wait. Are we throwing in the USWA days? All of it, baby. You're, you're wow. for four favor. I think you got to come out of the gate with Simply Irresistible.
0: So that's number four. What's number three?
1: Okay. Um, the WCW Chosen One. Yep. That's number three. What's two? And although I just hate, I, although I just hated it at the time, again, I'll tip my Hat to the chairman, Vincent K. McMahon. When you heard the original Double J music, won't well, won't well, well, well. Did you not just hell, Conrad? You hated me. I so, changed the damn okay.
0: channel so fast.
1: Okay, I, I don't believe that's
0: two. And then I mean, we know what your favorite is, right?
1: Exactly, my world.
0: How about uh, let's peel back the curtain? You just this month, May 2023. Learned what bree woo is it's been associated with your name online for years it, for years yes and you finally hit me with hey man I'm sorry for being a dumbass, but what is Bree woo so there you go boys and girls Jeff is in the loop now and he co-signs he's a fan of it Keep your Bree in and your woo
1: well, I, I guess I can't say it resurface its a, but it really got in my timeline. Over and over and over on the a- this AEW situation.
0: Yes, because you're over like Rover. You sold out Wembley single handedly. Oh, and people right. are like Bree Woo. Brie. I mean, I like that, that whole audience in the UK, when you come out, there's going to be nearly 80,000 people Bree Wooing. <laughs> Brie wooing. Uh, uh, we'll do one last one. And this is, uh, this is a, we'll do two more because I want to end on a funny one. This is a real business one. Zach Easterly says, ever since you got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, Why hasn't WWE released any action figures or not put you in the two K video games, what are the steps for licensing when it comes to that? So listen, this is real business talk. We can edit it out if you don't want it, but we always talk about business here. Chat me up. It's really cut and dried and man. Oh man, we got
1: really, 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 really close so much. So I think Mattel jumped the gun. What was that about a year ago or something like that, but I don't have an agreement in place with him. It's just, it's truly that simple. I don't have a, I don't have a deal.
0: The senior says, what is your best Eric Embry story? Oh my gosh. Um, Eric
1: choose tobacco or did. What's the old commercial skull between a pinch between your cheek and gum? Uh, Eric chewed it on his top lip between he, he put it between his, not his bottom lip, but, but between his gums and, and top lip, um, Eric, given a finish every Friday night with tobacco in his mouth, in his upper lip. Tell you what, Conrad, do me a favor. I'm ready. Next time you do uh, Foley is pot, talk to our bud, Mick, ask him about Eric Embry giving a finish with tobacco running out his lip. I can't wait. I, I love Eric. Uh, he, when, when I went to uh, that was, uh, yeah, that way, I think that was my first big arena, a big, big uh, stadium. I did the cotton bowl, 1988. Uh, for the WCCW light heavyweight title. Um, that was, that was cool. Eric, um, he did his work and mine. Uh, but no, er, Eric, uh, man, what a student of the game. We still text from time to time. Good man, smart dude, thinker. Um, he did what folks in Dallas said. Oh no, it's impossible. To sell out the sport of touring without a Von Eric. He did it on many occasions so hats off to him but oh eric chewing tobacco on his top lip was a sight to see
0: well i didn't know what i expected today but i had fun i always do when we sit down and record with you we're going to leave here enlightened we learned a few things and we're going to learn some things next week when we talk about slammiversary 2008 i look back at the uh, one year anniversary of tna with sting and we'll also talk about Shawn michaels we're going to be talking about our GFW series. Uh, we're going to have some Jeff Hardy content. We're going to really examine all of your 2017. We'll talk about the spike years. And of course we'll pick up what we left off talking about Dixie Carter. You'll get all these shows early and ad free over DadFreeShows.com. Why not try the first week on us? It's an absolutely free trial right now. And if you like what you see where you get these premium watch alongs with uh, some of your favorite hall of famers, you get to do live Q and A's where you're on video and they see you and you see them. And we got thousands of hours of bonus content. Why not try it? Starts at just nine bucks. It's adfreeshows.com. By the way, if your business targets men that are 25 to 54 years old, daddy, there's no better place to advertise than right here. You hear some of the same advertisements over and over and over. You want to know that why that is because it really works. Find out how affordable it can be at advertise with Uh, the easiest and cheapest and best way to support our show though. Just check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Throw us a like. Throw us a comment. Hell, throw us a dislike. Just tell us what you think over at myworldonyoutube.com. Uh, we talked about the grass outlaw t shirt, and you saw Jeff today wearing the Los Cuatro Caballero shirt. All that is available at boxofgimmicks.com. And if you've got a question for Jeff, man, we want to load up and just get ready for another Ask Jeff. Uh, so just use the hashtag Ask Jeff and tweet us. It's at my world pod on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. That's at my world pod. Jeff, I had a lot of fun today and I'm looking forward to having some fun this weekend. I can't believe you're gonna be in Huntsville. Are you coming down a day early? You just driving down the day of? Are we gonna eat lunch? Are we eating dinner after? that is actually TBD. because you know I got a riding partner.
1: hmm. So uh well two two riding partners have
0: hypothetically. I think we could uh, ride around my lake a little bit, go get on the boat, have some fun, and take a dip in the pool. We'll, we should play it by ear at least, just see if okay. you guys are up for that.
1: No, this ain't all about you. You know where I'm going to be at the day before.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> he so, so we'll do it the day after. Just stay over. It's a business. Okay.
1: That that now we might be
0: talking. Staying up because I'm just I, I want to get Cody behind the behind the boat. I think he'd have fun.
1: Oh, he loves it. Yeah. He's a, oh, should be man. a good time loves it, loves it, loves
0: it. A-E-W-T-I-X.com. Uh, Do you have a, strain, a restraining order against Cassio or does he need one for you? He needs one for me. I cannot hate okay. to smack the hell out of him. Because, but last time you did it, you said that his face hurt your hand and you were considering it, legal action.
1: It, 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 who said I'm going to hit him with, with a, an open slap? Oh,
0: okay. I'm prepared. Well, there's, a, there's a guitar behind you. Just leave that there.
1: No, I, I may have I don't know. I think maybe a I don't know. I'll find some kind of weapon.
0: All right. Well, listen, I'll be there and uh, I'll take pictures and uh, I'll, I'll be. So I'm going to have Tojo's shoe with me. <laughs> dude. It, Tojo, if you came out in Tojo's shoes. There you go. So over, dude, he is so over here uh, to this day. By the way, guys and girls, I, I want to reiterate. We've said it a few times here on the show. I know that the internet loves to talk to you about premium live events. I get it. I know that the internet wants to talk to you about a live dynamite. I get it. Those shows, whether it's pay-per-view or a television show, if you buy a ticket to the event, you're not the real target audience. They're trying to aim that show at the audience at large at home across the globe. But when you go to a live event, a non-televised live event, you're getting a special experience that no one else in the world is going to see. They're going to cater the show to you. You're going to see things you would never see on TV. Go out of your way to come to a live event. I'm telling you. I know you think, well, it's not newsworthy, uh, buddy. It's fun, and that's what wrestling's supposed to be. You are going to have fun this weekend. Two house rules events. I'll be at the one on Saturday. Come say hello. Saturday, June 3rd. Tickets are on sale now. Aewtix.com. I stress this enough that one of my friends, who almost never goes to house shows, he went to a house show over this past weekend, or I guess it was two weekends ago. And said it was the most fun he remembers having at a live event. So no. go out of your way. Check it out. AEWTIX.com. It will be the most fun wrestling show you've been to in a long, long time. AEWTIX.com. And Jeff, we'll be back next week talking about From
1: I'm ready, pal. The summer has kicked off. Sun's out. Gun's out. Let's roll.
0: You- do the show next week in a tank top. Let's do it. Let's show them what we're working Get with. Do your best Superstar. Hey, you know what? We didn't touch on that real fast before we say goodbye. Cause we, we glossed over it. We get so caught up in what we're talking about. We missed it. You want to say anything about superstar Billy Graham here and his influence in wrestling? The
1: old idol line often imitated, but never, ever duplicated idol Fargo. Many folks have said that that sounds so cliche ish. the little easy for me to say. So it's it's such a cliche, but when you really take the deep dive, and look at guys that were trendsetters, um, forward thinkers, uh, did character development before nobody used that term, but superstar Billy Graham had, he's such a, you know, look, we, we touched on a couple of folks today fabulous Fargo's and we could go back in time, but when you, when you really think about pop culture and professional wrestling, you think about moments and not magic, uh, matches and superstar was a guy that created a persona. That was legitimately often imitated in so many ways, even his quote unquote peers, flair dusty on and on and on, but never ever duplicated because he's the original in so many things. So RIP Billy, what a run he had
0: well said man a true innovator gone way way too soon and uh so many of your favorites whether it's hulk hogan or rick flair or dusty Rhodes, i don't know that it would have worked out the same as it did so uh, thoughts and prayers with his whole family and i'm glad that uh man he's uh he's going on last and he's cutting a heck of a promo somewhere right now and we'll see you guys next week right here on my world peace
1: I got an idea how
0: about we beat some house payments up this month well i like the sound of that mr holly here's what we're talking about you take a little summer vacation from your house payments you can skip your next two house payments and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this but maybe best of all in two months you've got a cheaper monthly payment how much can they save big dust two three four five hundred dollars a month baby Even more than that, sometimes fans have saved six, seven, even eight hundred bucks a month. Hang on, baby, but you' talking about people with perfect credit, ain't you? No, sir. You don't need perfect credit to save money. Even credit scores in the five hundreds will qualify. You can even buy a house with no money down. I'm talking to you if you're still a renter. After all these payments, what have they got to show for it, macho? They got nothing. Uh Uh-uh, nothing to show, brother. Nothing at all. Freak out, freak out, Uh but it's going to take all day to do, right? No, sir. Come on, you know the deal. It's a couple of clicks right now. You couldn't even find another apartment this easy. You'd have to pay your first month's rent, your last month's rent, and a security deposit, but we can get you a house of your very own with no money down right now. Whether you're looking to remodel your house, maybe turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket, or just get into a brand new house, we can make it happen right now. But it's important to remember when you go there, you're dealing with me, Conrad Thompson First Family Mortgage. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders.